Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. What's going on? We back in the building once again. What is? It's me, D. Kevin Smith. Once again, it's supposed to be a variety show, but I ain't do no variety, so I just got a show for y'all. You feel me? So as soon as uh SYA get here, and we gonna get this thing moving. We're going to get this thing. We're going to get the show moving. So, uh, probably going to play some music for y'all. I thought I cut this thing. There we go. Play some music for y'all, you know, to begin with. And then uh, we're going to get the show moving. So, let me do it like this. Find something for y'all to play with. I mean, find something for y'all to listen to. And then gonna uh get to the money, get to the money when everybody get here. So mm, right now about to listen to some uh some Holly Selassie by uh Lupe Fiasco.
Sweeter than where the party at all Releasing these niggas from the roof And leaving these niggas on the loose All keeping these niggas in the coops And leaving these niggas on the noose Free Shamu Fang out of us Terrorists. Oh, okay. And 
that that's what made me pay attention to Lupe. Like if you ain't heard of American Terrorist, that's like a classic, one of the, the few classics by Lupe. Like you know what I mean? Like he dropped you know what I mean, that's when he was dropping jewels for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, um I've been a fan of Lupe since like the first the first album and he had a song off his first joint called uh everybody's familiar with Kick Push though, but he got a song called Let Me Put You on Game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That mug that mug is actually one of the songs that inspired uh um Demigod. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. I mean, I've I've actually been in, like, to be honest, Lupe was that dude and still is that dude that inspired me to write, you know what I mean, before Kendrick came out, you know what I'm saying? It was Lupe, it was Common, you know what I mean? So it was just, like, any artist, but, like, after I met, after I, like, I heard Lupe, American Terrorist, you know what I'm saying? That's what put me on, like, you know, he got me back into, like, the conscious side of lyricism, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, and then his mixtapes, like, the way he plays with his lyrics, because he's kind of, he's out there, like, he's one of those, for instance, J&K. J&K reminds me of Lupe when he freestyles, because you never know where Lupe's going, but at the end, if you actually look at the full picture, it makes more sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll pull metaphors out the air that, you know, go together, but you can't really see how they're attached until he fully finishes pieces. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. Lupe, Lupe got a, a wide range of things he does, man. So, my respect. Yeah, yeah. respect. That respect, cause you know that's I'm a definitely a fan, definitely. You know what I'm saying? He the way he speak about stuff that is not commercial. You know, it's not really money, yeah. but it doesn't matter because you know he having fun doing what he do, and that's that's all that really matters. Right. Like I actually um. I actually learned about one of the things that I learned about is Brother and Roses um, from Lupe, which is a, a a song or a cry out during women's right that women used to sing about all they wanted was Brother and Roses. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's something that I learned about by listening to Lupe. Like, you actually, you can learn a lot if you listen to Lupe for sure. You know what I mean? And if you actually take time and listen to his lyrics, and understand them, not only listen, but understand them and actually to where you want to do research and stuff like you said. So definitely, man. Like he, he, he has hidden jewels and he has jewels that's like straight straight up and straightforward, you know what I'm saying? But I think yeah. like one of the craziest one of the craziest things I saw was um he did a a song about um I think it's called Double Burger with Cheese. Mm-hmm. A burger with double cheese or something like, which is a play off of um, oh my god, what movie? Minister Society. Yeah, yeah. When the dude had to do in the car, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I mean. He, they end up playing the video, but he he makes a song about that though. Like so, I mean, it's like his his inspirations are like you know what I mean. 
I didn't see him play with rock music. I didn't see him, you know what I mean, do a little metal. So, like, you never, you never know what you're going to get with Lupe, you know what I mean? So, you just know it's going to be dopeness, and he's going to be talking about something. So. Yeah, as opposed to nothing, right? <laughs> yeah. A lot of out there is really talking about nothing, just entertaining. They're not educated. He got another song that I'm trying to I'm trying to find it. Real talk, he didn't put it out. He just made it. He made it and um and put it on YouTube. Is it uh, Madonna? I think I'm trying to make sure I got the song right. I think it was called Malcolm X. Okay. I'm not I'm not sure though. But um he just made it and threw it up on um YouTube and I heard it a while ago and I'm not I'm not sure that if it was Malcolm X or not. But it, he um it was it was dope when I listened to it he had and there it was a lot of jewels in there and that was before the dread though. That was before he dreaded it. That was just when he had kick push days with the low fade. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. his day. When people, you know, when he, he, I thought he was something else, and then I heard that right there, and I was like, okay, you feel me? Okay. Yeah, he um, he went through uh, his Muslim Islamic faith, so that that doesn't definitely faze me because he actually says uh, the prayer, he begins with the prayer actually, on uh, was it food on like that? Yeah, I think on food and liquor, he he begins with the prayer, the Muslim uh, Islamic prayer, or whatever. So, and even he even says that um, he said something about uh, believing in God, like how yeah, he kind of switched his face, his faith a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Muhammad walks. That's what. It's yeah, Muhammad, Muhammad. Yeah, Muhammad walks. It, yeah, it, Muhammad walks. Yeah, he killed Jesus. Muhammad walks for real. It's a freestyle. I think it's a freestyle from um, from um, Jesus walks. Yeah, he 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 killed that job. I, mean, I was like, yeah. I listened to that job like three times in a row, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. He ripped that money. But I thought um, one of the coolest things though is like um, on food and liquor. If I'm, it's either the cooler food and liquor instead of guns. You see dudes with bandanas pointing books like they're guns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Man. He 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 definitely knows. He definitely, as you say, he definitely knowledges up. You know what I mean? And I remember he uh, he posted on Instagram. He had like a stack of books. Just like he was like, I just randomly found these books laying around my crib or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He got knowledge all day, man. For sure. Yeah. 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 We're gonna see a bridge though. Be caught. Be be. Um. Uh, uh. One day. One day. We're gonna hear Lupe and uh. Kendrick on a, on a song though. Man. One day. <laughs> Man. I swear if they had a collab, like everybody just might as well like take off for like a year. Just take off. <laughs> yeah, ain't no point. Well. Whatever video show they put that on, it's, yeah. Really, a lot of like, probably exec in the, in the game really you know, it's a lot of heads I love seeing on, on one song together. You know, like Common, 
Lupe, Kendrick, um, Yassine Bay, uh, which is uh, Most Deaf, Jimmy Tyler Kali, Fellow oh, Punch, man. <laughs> you feel me? Man, any any dollar amount, right? If I had an unlimited budget, any dollar amount, I'll put it on the line and hear them artists right now. I, I would I would save up for a year and go see them in concert. If you get all of them in concert, I don't care where I would have to. I would save up for a year. Like seriously. Yeah, that's I know a, people who out there committing holy crimes. Trying to get that money right just to go see them. Uh, and I mean, like, any any true lyricist or anybody that truly respects lyricists, like, could tell you that's something they would definitely want to see. That's something they pay money for, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. Like, definitely. If that was on a bill, I'm trying to, that'd be, that'd be with something. You know. But we ain't the ones that's running things right now. So, you feel me? We can only want. We can only hope. Right. Yeah, that one day they, you know, they they go ahead and do that though. But um, but uh, uh, yeah, I was like, we was on other another show earlier today, and um, on ACR, uh, and you know, everybody was basically, you know, spitting. That freestyle, they freestyle. We just like a continuation. Everywhere I go, you know, be, I like to, you know, try to challenge people. Since y'all challenged me to freestyle, and then, you know, I I was really originally like, nah, I don't want to do it because what if I sound whack? And then, you know, then my brand will go down because of whoop, 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 whoop. But it's a part of the game. It's a part of what we do. You feel me? And sometimes you don't have your whole catalog in your head, and sometimes you just don't really feel like spitting that appropriate piece and being able to be ready, you know, to deliver your art, your craft at, at the drop of a hat, you feel me, is it, intricate. And it's also developing your, uh, not necessarily, I want to say, I don't want to say your wordplay, but getting you on your feet with your knowledge that you already got and being able to, you know, put it in poetic form at the drop of a hat. So now when you come back to constructing your pieces, it, you're even that much more doper. So, you know, that's why I, I, I enlist a lot of people to do freestyles now because, you know, it's about running off what you got inside your brain, running it off. Can you do it at the drop of a hat? The more you can do it at the drop of a hat, the more you'll be ready, the more you will understand, the more you keep going through what you know and you don't forget what you know. Right. That's that's just my that's just my take on it, you know. And I'm in us, and you know what? And I'm gonna tell you like a big sis told me. You know what I mean? Uh, Debbie Allen, to be exact. Um, one thing she said is, the more you challenge your art, the more you sharpen your pen. You sharpen your tool. You know what I mean? So the more you challenge yourself, the more you sharpening yourself. And like I tell a lot of people that I that I'm into or whatever. You know, when you freestyle, you're just trusting yourself. You're trusting your art. You're trusting your ability to express yourself. You know what I'm saying? And your art develops over time. So, no, you're not going to sound as sweet as somebody that's been freestyling for years or for a few months or for a few weeks. You know what I mean? 
some people have a natural gift. Some people got to work at it. And not everybody's comfortable. And you have what I call searcher poets. And searcher poets is something that I kind of started off as is where you think about it. You know what I mean? You sit, you marinate on it. You don't you don't move into your pen movie. You know what I'm saying? Or it has to sound a certain way. It has to look a certain way. It has to feel a certain way. To where I've done it for so long that it naturally comes out that that quality of expectance, that that natural gauge of how deep I have to go comes out to where if it doesn't, even if it flows, if it doesn't ever sit, hit a certain length or depth of depth of emotion, then I don't go. But at the same time, I learn to let loose and not worry about what people think. And that's what people fill themselves up is, you know what I mean? You start worrying about what people think. And if the way I feel is if you want to gain trying to get approval for your expression, then you're in the wrong game because not everybody's going to understand you. Not everybody's going to feel you. Everybody's going to like you. Some people might not like something as simple as your ego or your cadence or your voice might just be annoying as hell to them. You know what I'm saying? So you can't do it for other people. You can't, okay, you can't do it. You can't, let me rephrase that. You can't solely do it for other people. A part of that has to be for you. You know what I mean? It has to be for you to talk to other people. So, I mean, you got to realize you can't. You can't uh, expect everybody like yourself, though. But what part, okay, well, but what part do you stop looking at it like it's a job or it's when you and start having fun? Because that's what freestyle is, you know, it represents a, a, a little a fun to me. Like, you're just having fun with your craft, you know. Well, see, me, me, for real, I'm a big kid at heart to the fullest, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my, it's funny because one of my poets, was she said something about watching Cinderella or something like that, and she was like, shrugs. Well, I was like, and I, as soon as she played, I was like, I comment. I was like, it's good to have a big kid in you because that big kid keeps that imagination and that color alive to where everybody's bowing up. It keeps that edge to where you're kind of, you're not scared to let go. You're not scared to go outside the lines, and that's when you need to have fun. And one thing that I challenge is everybody has that, that silly side to them. And if you have a silly side to you and you like to laugh, I challenge you to write something crazy. Write something that makes you laugh. Write something that will make other people laugh. You know what I'm saying? Because what happens is people get too serious in their art. And, yes, it's a form of expression. And I, I guarantee you that you're not always serious. You have to have some joy in your life somewhere. You know what I mean? So that's where that fun comes in, is remembering that this is a gift. You know what I mean? This is something that God gave you or something you discovered that you can have fun with. So that's when you start rapping about crazy things. Like I have a, um, I actually have a poem called No Words, and the line goes, I'm on that kuna matada, not worry about nada. Now, any white man in a sensible mind would not, that serious, would not make a, a Disney reference, you know what I'm saying, let alone like a little kid reference. But at the same time, I don't worry about what people think. I just express and I'm having fun. But at the same time, I try to balance out having fun and having a purpose. And I think that's the real task, you know what I mean? 
without being serious all the time because people forget that this is a form of expression. You know what I mean? So you got to have fun every now and then. You got to remind people that this is an art form and we're not always serious. You know what I mean? And like I said, I'm a silly person. I ain't got no sense regardless. So it ain't that hard for me. You know what I mean? But as an art form, like I said, it's a form of expression. So you do art, we express the good and the bad. You know what I mean? And you're not always in a bad, you can't always be in a bad mood. And if you're always in a bad mood, I'm sorry, you feel miserable all the time. I hope you get the, you know, you got to get right with yourself. You know what I mean? So. A lot of us can't, yeah, find, can't find that medium, though. We're still searching for what it is, our, the purpose. And then. Right. And I mean, and right. like I said, that, that comes with growth, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, when I first started writing, I went through a stage of depression. You know what I mean? So a lot of mine was a lot of my work was deep. A lot of my work was uh-huh. dark. You know what I mean? But the more I learned, or the more I started believing that I had a purpose in what I was doing, the more I became vulnerable. And I'm still and I'm still growing within my purpose. You know what I'm saying? And then okay. the more I developed my purpose, the more I kind of adapted my personality, mm-hmm. which is a silly person. You know what I'm saying? So. You it comes it comes with over time freestyle comes with over time because because I but I've actually heard you freestyle and I've heard you laugh at yourself in a freestyle you know what I'm saying that's you being vulnerable that's you not caring what people think it's you expressing yourself and that's all it is you know what I mean you gotta have fun because I mean I mean even Lupe like like we said Lupe Fiasco drops jewels but even Lupe has a party joint he has a feel good joint you know what I'm saying where he's just bullshits. Everybody has that moment. You know what I mean? Um, Kendrick Lamar has part of these shits when he just bullshit. So, I mean, even like Q-Tip and Most Def has songs that I can think of where they just party and bullshit. Like, you can't be serious all the time. You have to have some downtime. You have to have some time of relaxation to where once you, once you kind of develop who you are as an artist is when you can start you know, exploring different sides of you. Like, um, what is it? They have, uh, I think it's the genre called parody, if I'm correct. When I was studying genres, um, where you basically, it's like it's the same thing, a parody, where you take something serious, for instance, um, you take a serious moment like uh, losing a car or having your car stolen but you make it into, like, a comedy. You make it into a lighter side of the piece. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's, it's basically what poets do is you reverse the negative and make it beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. We just got a, so, we just got somebody in. Somebody just called in from North Georgia. The mic is open. You that had to be, I think that's uh, Miss Truth. Miss Truth of Speak saying. Or whoever she wanna to do today. I don't know who she wanna to be today. She got all three egos now. She can she can pick and choose. This is Truth Speaks, thank you very much. Okay. Like I said, I don't know if, I didn't know if she was Tanya Harris or Truth Speaks. She got all three egos now. Yeah, I haven't been around. I haven't been around in a minute, so you don't know. I so I didn't you know, want to give the go to way, get the government out. So I haven't been around so I just want to be formal and be and say, Oh, George is on the call. 
Oh, uh, okay, my bad. Don't do it. Nice to meet you. Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, we, we good. We good, man. We were talking about uh, hip-hop, Lupe, and then messages and uh, verses the nonsense. Oh, but since, it's open. Since we, uh, since we put in people on the spot, um, another thing that I do, too, with freestyling with my mentees, I call them mentees, um, <laughs> is I do two-word challenges. I'll give them two words and see off the top of their head. I'll give them 10 seconds and see mm-hmm. their comfort zone of what they can talk about or what they feel like talking about. And that's how I started freestyling is um, I have a two-word. I started with a two-word challenge. My friend would give me two words. First thing that popped in mind, I would either do a phrase, a paragraph, or try to do a poem out of those two words, mm. whatever they were. And that's a way. That's one way of learning new words. That's one way of applying new words, and then bridging your thoughts with two things that have no clue. Like, um, for instance, some genius lady wanted to do moon pies and ice cream. Um, <laughs> I've had umbrella and a rain, um, an um, umbrella and light tower. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Trying to find mm-hmm. the connect umbrella and light tower. So that's a good way to kind of freestyle and, you know, stay on your toes. And it's a good way to have fun with it, too, because you can't be serious talking about an umbrella and a dang on light tower. You got to <laughs> have fun somewhere to make them come together somehow. So, well, I'm sorry. Do you have a piece of Miss Georgia? I do have a piece, uh, a real quick piece, actually, that um, True Peace is dying to put out there. Oh, hold on. One more thing. Uh-huh. Kev, the poem that you heard me do on um on your uh, the feature that you did, I think that was your feature? Nah, I just took it over. Okay. Well, you're known for doing that. Never mind. Pretty much it was your feature. <laughs> um, she inspired, her and Kimbrella inspired that because they're two beautiful minds. But okay, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Michael Thank you very much. All right. Um, the title of this piece is Are You Listening? Oh, that, is, that would be the piece, and I named that shit, too. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, he did. That, I got to <laughs> give it to you. You did give me the name for that one. But um, stop making me smile, because this is a serious piece. Stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, the, the title of this piece is Are You Listening? I don't just spit. I got something to say. I'm tired of the way people are being mistreated or are left feeling defeated because circumstance plan to yank the world from under their feet and how their blues get pissed on for the love of green. How it sometimes seems that no one gives a crap but the toilet, watching voices get choked by regulations that grant freedom to see, then violently slam faces down on the street. How about the way we camp out there after being released, blaming police for the willingness to resemble stereotypical reflections that we blame on unmatched DNA? Dad is walking around on all fours, mothers sipping their daughters like whores and pretending not to see a thing. Society raising bars above heaven and our minds limiting our natural athletic abilities. Why do you think we can outrun almost anything? It's not so we can elude what's chasing us, but because we were meant to catch our dreams. Get your head out of your navigation and reroute your direction to victory from defeat. Reset your home key for your purpose and not the ignorance that you see. And you may think that this came out the wrong way, but I don't give a spit about what you have to say. That's that piece. Fire always. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, 
Now you see why I wrote that shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the, the, the circle, you roll with. Yeah, man. And, I, and I, like I said, I love my circle, man, for sure. I love my council. I have the people in my inner circle or in my inner circle for a reason. Mm. Yeah, I appreciate I, that. Yeah, they, uh, like, um, you wrote, like, uh, true speak, that get right, and, uh, Kimbrella, and you bring a lot, like, you bring a lot, like, because the first show I did was a, a feature on, um, I, I think it was on Black Side. I went in, that was the first, and then, like, everybody that was coming through the show, you mad, love, uh, S.Y.A., and they're still, you still interact with them. So that shows, right. like, yeah, that shows, like, you know, your circle is tight, and then nobody that you roll with, you know, are, are perpetrators to the game. There are, like, consummate professionals to it. And, you know, like, uh, Truth has a, um, her book, and it's dope. You feel me? And I see her on, I see her uh, um, poem of the, poem of the uh, week or poem of the month uh, periodically. And I see her, um, I see her uh, doing the, 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 the six-word, uh, Stories, a little short, man. Like y'all are in everything. Like y'all in everything. So that's that's why I thought you was about to challenge her with the little two word thing. I'm like, that's not really a challenge for y'all because y'all do that on a regular. Right. Mm. But I mean, like, and what's crazy though is like, I can honestly say like everybody in my circle constantly evolves from you, you know, trying to freestyle thing, and I've seen you know, truth, truth speaks evolve into true speaks and, you know, just evolve, period. You know what I'm saying? So I love the the poetic counsel that I'm around just for the fact that y'all keep me on my toes. Y'all keep me, like, I can have a conversation with true speaks and she'll give me an idea for a poem. Or I hear a line, you know, or I'll spit a line in one of my poems. She's like, ooh, you know what I mean? She'll give me that, that mm-hmm. signature, ooh, and be like, oh, that's hot. Now nah, I want to write a line, you know what I mean? I write on a piece. Or, for instance, I've heard you say knowledge up so many times. Knowledge up, knowledge up, knowledge up. And subconsciously, it was in my poem. And then I was like, oh, damn, Kev said that. So let me give credit right. to him. Like the, like the big homie says, knowledge up. You know what I'm saying? So we all feed off of each other. And like I said, that's why I love my inner circle. And you're in my inner circle for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So, because y'all help me grow. Y'all help me Y'all help me stay outside of my box. You know what I'm saying? Y'all mm-hmm. help me remember why I need to stay outside my box so I can connect with more poets like you guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I kind of go in the box. I reach in the box to pull other people out, but I don't necessarily go all the way in the box. You know what I mean? So Yeah, and there's so many different, like, I mean, just take over, but there's so many different aspects because everybody is – Polymathematical, if you know what polymath is, that's the master of all trades. You feel me? Everything from art, literature, you feel me? All everybody does. Everybody does everything. Their skill set is so diverse to where if you want to try something new that's outside of your circle or outside of your box, 
there's somebody is in the circle that does it, and you can just look at them and see how they do it and how they mastered it, and then you can take it and then you can base it upon what you're doing. So is it on that level? Like when I write um, my novels or, or my stories, my short stories, is like, is it on? Is it on the Shattered series level? Is it on that level? Mm. <laughs> you know, is it really on that, or do I need to take it back? You know, not to say, not to, not to, to copy it, but to say, is it on that level? Because um, I, I'm, I'm a regular, well, not really a regular, but anytime I can catch your behind the scenes thing, because that's a unique platform and I love it because it's unique. You know, you mm-hmm. have interactions with the characters that's in the in, in the series, and then you can ask them questions, the characters' questions, and the characters come back. And each time the characters come back, it's a different personality. Mm-hmm. It's not you. I don't want to give the platform away, but you know, it's a different person. It's that character actually reacting, and then the the, the response time is not even that long. You feel me? Whereas somebody probably will have to sit and think. It's like off the top of your head, like boom, 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 and that's where I was like, okay, professional, professional. I'm all I'm about like professionalism. That. Yeah. Oh no, no. But I, um, thank, thank but I can, I can honestly say that, like, I've actually talked to her and I've gotten mad ideas and um for instance I hope he's still there. Yeah. Uh, she's a storyteller, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I love the fact she's a storyteller. So she I pick up little tips on how to tell stories from her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like um I remember one time she was telling me how she has a friend who gives scripts to people, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Random people she, she sees walking on the street, and that inspired me to write The Eyes of My Lens, which was mm-hmm. even on the picture with a person but me telling their story. You know what I mean? So she kind of got me back and challenged me to do the storytelling thing again, you know what I'm saying? Which also led to, um, you know, Love's, reflect, love's Reflection. So, like I said, and then... I mean, I pull it. I pull from everybody. You know what I mean that I hang with. So. Well, I appreciate both of you guys. Um, I'm seriously influenced by both of you guys, man. For real. I um, well, you know, that's why I wrote a, a piece not too long ago and had to contact him and go, "Hey, did I steal this line from you? Because it sounded like you." <laughs> and it wasn't, but it was just that because you know he had he's very very descriptive. In his uh, piece, you can see what he's saying, and I love that because um, I love description as well. I, I don't want you to see what's in the picture. I want you to feel what the people in the picture are feeling so you can relate to them, so you can kind of get to know them. And, uh, Kev, you said that um, getting uh, getting with the characters, uh, talking to the characters and feeling like you are actually speaking with the characters and not speaking with me, I really appreciate that. That's a huge compliment. Because that is jumping from personality to personality, trying to figure out how would this person say this, uh, how would they react. And um, it was my goal to be different on that because I didn't see it out there. And I was like, hey, you always see the authors giving um, interviews, but do you really want to talk to the author? When you're reading a book, you want to talk to the characters because you want to know why they made these dumb decisions or you sympathize or empathize with a character or whatever. So... I figured I would give it a try, but um, I, I, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. That means a lot. Yeah, 
Because I, I'm I'm a I'm a colleague, you know, a peer, and mm-hmm. I know what it is. I know what it is to 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 because every people ask like, where do you get those characters from? Like every character that I write is a my, part of me. It's my personality, even though mm-hmm. it's different. It's like you don't act like that. You don't do that. It's I can say stuff in my books and stuff like that that I want to act, how I want to act, and how I want to say, but I really couldn't can't do it or a secrets. Or you know that I want to tell, but I really can't tell it, and I can put that part of me and that aspect in a whole character, and I can lay my, I can be naked, but not really be naked. Right. And right. To be, to be honest, that's actually why I started writing and how I started, you know, getting into being a little bit more vulnerable until I got comfortable with just saying, "Hey, this is me." You know what I'm saying? Like poetry was my mask to express myself, but people, people that knew me kind of already knew, you know, who it was, who it truly was. But anybody else thought it was somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And another thing that um, our past, too, is, like, I'm so familiar with Kevin's work to where I might have an idea, but I know Kevin might be able to do it better. Or mm-hmm. I've actually had True Speaks, like, call me up to, like, I said this line. I created. I heard. I heard this line out loud, and I thought you'd do, you know, something with it. I can't. I can't wait to see what you do with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, you know, what I mean, I gave her idea for a poem to where I think it was like um, comparing rain to a migration from the sky. Yes. And she she basically like did justice to that poem. Like the idea was dope, but I knew I couldn't do nothing with it, so I gave it to her. You know what I mean? Because I know her storytelling would make it that more potent. Or put that much more essence behind it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I never. That's why I said I'm just really getting into it. I never thought of it like that. Like you know, this person can do it better than what I can do it. Because you know, I I believe that I could do anything. <laughs> you know, so if I come up with something, I'm I'm gonna try to do it justice. And I'm but I mean, you, you know what though? Like honestly. I'm the same way, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I can do justice, but I feel like if it's something that needs to be said, if I can pass it off to somebody that can tell the story better than me, Mm -hmm. somebody that I trust to tell the story better than me, I will gladly pass it off, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because somebody out there might need to hear that, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, um, you know, if I have a story... Or, you know, if I have something that I want to do with Egyptians, I can study all day if I want to. But I guarantee you, you would hold more knowledge than mm-hmm. I would. So you would do more justice. I can give you a topic and be like, yo, I think it would be dope if you talk about that. Like, I want to talk about it to the fullest. But you have, like, an encyclopedia of, you know, Egyptian times, queens, pharaohs, you know, <laughs> everything from the people who built the damn blocks and how they did the chisels and what they used to build the damn chisels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So well, you could break that down and give me dates. You know what I'm right. saying? So that's, I would pass it off to you because that's, that's your forte. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, that's just what it is. And, like, after a while, it's like I love the art so much that I just want to see it survive. Because I feel like people are taking it for granted so much. Like, and Tanya even tell you, like, I'm silly. 
I'm playful all day, but I'm not. I don't play when it comes to poetry. That's my that's that's my baby right there. If mm-hmm. I gotta share, I'm gonna make sure y'all treat her right. Damn it. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I ain't got no church to share, y'all gonna treat her right. So yeah, yeah that's. I mean, that's, that's what it is. But that that just comes with developing, though. Yeah, that's the argument that's going on. That's the argument that's going on right now. Because I kind of feel like we're at an impasse or with the with the art right now. As far as, like, what, how we look at hip-hop, you know, it's like commercialism and versus people that's really putting their heart and soul in it, the grassroots versus commercialism. Like, a lot of people, they like it and they want to get in it to move units. You feel me? Like, you're exploiting friendships to move maybe five, six units a month. When I'm on these independent sites, these self-published sites, and I see these bestsellers, and they doing ten thousand units a month, and they not even, they not even breaking, burning bridges or breaking it down. They just hustling. They out there hustling and networking. I've, I'm actually in in um in a indie publishing group where people hit you up to collab on work, and I mm. and I thought that that was that's like something unheard of because you know people are usually guarded with their work they'll actually hit you in your inbox on these sites and tell you, like, could you, you want to collab on this book with me? I read some of the other stuff that you, you put out. Would you would you mind uh, collabing on this with me? I thought that that was huge because anybody that writes know that writers, they are sensitive about their shit. They're not going to send it to nobody. So that's how I saw that networking and, and, and helping develop somebody else that, that, that got the skills. They might not got the know-how. They might not have the know-how, but they had the skills, and you help develop them therefore solidifying a network. You know, you help that person out, that person get on it, and that person look out for you on the comeback. It's not necessarily because you, you you want them to help you up to the next level financially or what have you. That's not what you're doing it for. You're doing it to help them develop their craft, and that's what we're missing, the X factor That's what that we're missing. Right, and I mean, and, and that's kind of just how I, that's the personality that I have, period, like, you know what I mean? I feel like if I can pass jewels to you, no matter how long you've been in the game, and it's going to help you better yourself as an artist and help you in turn keep the trueness of the game alive and then pass it on to somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, I can never teach you all I know because I'm in a, you know, I'm determined to be a student of the universe of my craft. So I can teach you what you know. I might teach you all you know, but I'm not going to teach you everything I know. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to constantly try to grow and learn, but at the same time, I'm learning from you as well. And I think that's why I was on, like, when somebody was like, can I collab? I was like, yeah. I was sitting collab left and right, but then I started to realize that not everybody was really talking about something. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I was actually wasting my time and my energy on my purpose, you know, not, not to sound fucking, like, fucked up about it or anything, but that's just basically what it is. It felt like I was wasting my purpose on my pen, trying to find the energy to match their level. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was dumbing my shit. I was dumbing myself down to kind of do it. So now I'm a little bit more picky. Like I was saying before, if I collab with you, I have to know your ink. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have to be able to vibe with you. The more I vibe with you, the better the ink is going to be because it's just like some collabs in the music industry to where it's uneven, like, one dude will be talking about money. The other dude's talking about, you know, saving the world. Now, I mean, that's great. 
but ain't nobody really going to listen to it and ain't nobody going to get the full message because they're talking about two different things on the same track. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To where if somebody was talking about money and somebody talking about how we can save money to save the world or how we can use money to save the world, that's different because it's two different subjects, but it's on the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why, mm-hmm. you know, with you, I know I have a mutual respect for you that you have the same mutual respect for me. So it's just like I'm not trying to kill you on your track. You're not trying to kill me on mine. We're trying to do this together. You know what I'm saying? And right. we've heard we've heard people, we've heard each other enough to know our styles a little bit, but we know we can kind of push each other out their limits. And I told mm-hmm. you, King to me, I'm, I'm sparking kicking people out their comfort zone. I don't do that comfort zone shit over here. Don't do that with me. So because I want to grow, but I want to help you grow in the process of collabing with you. You know what I mean? And Tanya can attest to that, too, because I kind of pushed her to her limit a little bit. She was like, mm-hmm. I never would have thought I wrote something like that. You know what I mean? But, you know, show enough. Yeah, I'm like, you know, this is poetry, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Express yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what right, I mean? For right. Kingdom Ink, this is Kingdom Ink. For everybody else, this is poetry. Express yourself. Stop being scared. <laughs> um, but like I said, that come it all comes with time, man. Like, and you know, people people think finding a pen name is easy. If you want to represent yourself, it's not. You know what I mean? People think finding also egos is easy. It's not. You know, people think finding corn phrases is easy. That actually means something. It's not. Because you gotta realize when you create when you create a pen name, when you create a coin phrase, you're creating a brand. That's how people know you. If you gotta mm-hmm. go, I love Kevin I love Kevin to death. But anybody that knows Kevin knows this motherfucker has an ego out his ass. <laughs> but <laughs> that's one thing that they can't tell you nothing about, they can tell you he's conscious, he drops jewels like a motherfucker and he has an ego. And he, he has the confidence to tell you. Shit, I got an ego, dog. But he also <laughs> right. it's, it's gotten better. You know what I mean? He's 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 calmed down with it, but he still has that confidence. His ego turned into confidence. You know what I mean? That's how mm-hmm. I feel. Before it mm-hmm. was like he felt like he had something to prove. He felt he doesn't. I don't think he feels like he has anything to prove as much to where he can be a little bit more vulnerable because he's a little bit more comfortable with where he's at. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, that just comes that comes with time to where now I'm just with him I'm waiting for him to start bragging on his freestyles until he's ah. comfortable with it and he just <laughs> and then and then he and then he just lets that shit flow. He ain't gotta brag about it no more. And the way that I feel is if you do your job, you ain't gotta brag about what you can do. You know what I mean? People won't talk right. about it for you. You know what I'm saying? And um prime example is Kimbrella. Like and I tell her, I mean, she's one of the most humblest people I know, and she's a fucking beast at what she mm-hmm. does. And I've never heard her. I've never heard herself refer to her as a hurricane. Never. Right. You know what I'm saying? But people blow her shit up to where people hate on her because other people are bragging on how how good she is, and she just wrecks the mic and then she leaves. <laughs> yep. So, like I said, if you, it's about building the brand, man, to where. You know, when people go on, people that don't know her, if they hear the hurricane, they know it's Kimbrella Renee. You know what I mean? If they hear the Kevin Smith, they know Jules are going to be dropped. 
and an ego is gonna come with them jewels, and then he gonna he might try to take over your shit one time. <laughs> you gotta you gotta remind him this ain't his show, and you know he might back off. He might take him a water back off, but you know he's just gonna do what Cap do. He don't change for nobody. And same thing for um, you know True Speaks, who's kind of coming into herself. To where when I hear True Speaks, I know Drew is gonna be dropping. It's gonna be something serious. You know what I mean? Like. We ain't going to be talking about no nonsense. Ain't going to be no little lovey-dovey. Roses are red, violets are blue. I want to hold your hand down the street. It's going to be some (laughs) shit you need to listen to. You know what I mean? And I guess with me, from what I hear, I'm just dope as shit. I don't really don't pay attention because I have lines lines that shock the hell out of me. Like, damn, like, I really just wrote that. You know what I mean? But I just try to stay diverse, man. And everybody in my family is diverse, like, Everybody in my inner circle is diverse. I can't say nobody that I roll with in my inner circle is one-dimensional. And I love that. So I had a Kevin moment where I just kept talking and talking and talking. So I'm done now, (laughs) I think. We all, we all, like I say, we all take something from each other. You know, I run off, like, for real. When we first started this variety show, and we weren't really doing the variety, we just started the show, we was having five-hour shows. You know, and then I was probably talking maybe about four, 4.5 hours of the show. And that's why I was just, like, in the back. And then he started, you know, speaking more. The, the more, you know, my flapping off at the gun rubbed off on him, the more he started flapping off. But it wasn't, we wasn't really flapping. We was consciously speaking back and forth. You know, I was feeling a little kind of, because I didn't get to, you know, talk as much. So I had to, I had to you know. Back off, back off. But that it was the learning. That's the learning process that he was, the matriculation process that he was talking about. About I stopped doing a lot of this because I was like a lot of people didn't really hear me when I first like when I first got with King Denise. You know, I was like by my I was like I'm on an island by myself. I'm on Madagascar, they Africa, and I'm over here. You know, so I, I gotta assert myself. I'm the little small kingdom over here that's a part of the whole kingdom, but I'm over here, so i got to prove myself everywhere I go. Mm. So I walked around with this chip on, and they wasn't really telling me. They was like, be you. It was always like, be you, but this is us, like right here, this is us. So they let me slowly, you know, develop my own uh, 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 calm, my own chill. Like as soon as I developed my chill, that's when the B started to disappear from the the front of front of my name. I bring it out every now and then, though. But I just, just Kevin. There's just Kevin coming through. You feel me? I'm a king. Y'all know I'm a king, and so I can just come, and they already know what I do. But in the beginning, it was like, oh, I got, to, I have to come up in here. I can't be whack. I got to do this. It's all about getting my brand and pushing it out there. But then it stopped being about the brand, and it started being about the content of what I was saying. You know, and you know what? You know, and, and it's, what's crazy is. Like, one of the main rules about the fam is, like, you have to be humble if you rep the kingdom. That's that's just what it is. You have to have a certain humility about you to where there's so many egotistical people out there to where we saw that humbleness in you. You know what I mean? It wasn't that you was overconfident. It was the hunger. We saw it as hunger. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we saw how you respected your craft. Even though you had that ego, you respected your craft enough to want to better yourself. You know what I'm saying? You, you respected your craft enough to want to collab with the fam and try to boost the fam up and, you know, make sure we were doing what we were doing. And then one thing I can tell you is anybody that knows me knows I don't want to be front and center. 
they know I don't like whatever, and that's why I said I'll be in my tower. Y'all y'all can have the kingdom. I'm in my tower near the stars, you know, getting ready to mm-hmm. take my vacation in the universe, all that shit. But at the same time, we move as a kingdom. We move as one crown, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like the same thing with my inner circle. I don't have to talk to y'all for whatever, but I know if y'all need to collab or if I want to collab, I know exactly. I've worked with so many of y'all to where I can hit Kimbrella. I'm like, yo, this this track would be dope with Kimbrella on it. Like, I had an idea about a week ago. It's not like the, the new song on the radio, but anyway, about a week ago, I was thinking about, I did a song called Sundays, and I was like, yo, Oxygen would be dope on this collab. You know what I'm saying? First thing that popped in my mind, Oxygen would be dope. Or Kev might do a piece, and I'd be like, yo, Carrie B would be dope when I collab. You know what I mean? And I might send them the idea, like, you and Carrie B should do this. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about not only am I developing, you know, my craft, but I'm watching my family develop theirs, and I'm actually being a part of it. And I'm actually honestly saying that I'm I'm a part of some of the dopest artists that I've heard on Blog Talk and Talk, she's doing that thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's because you can just look at what we're doing right now. You know, we on it, it's only like a, a limited amount of people on this call right now, and only one person spit a piece. You know, it's really not about poetry, you feel me? It's about, you know, friendship. And that's mm-hmm. what's lacking. That's what's real, really lacking, like the selfless friendship, like unconditional friendship. You know, I know you, you know me, I, we never met in person, but, you know, uh, uh, I'm talking about me and Truth, but uh, we never met in person. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, we have, though. We never met in person, but it's still whatever. Like, I got your back. Like, uh, I'm going to show you through actions. I don't have to tell you. I'm going to show you through my actions. And you don't have to tell me. Either one yeah. of y'all really, uh, y'all, y'all have truly shown me, um, how you have my back, your loyalty, how you, uh, SYA, how he wants to help me grow my craft, uh, how you influenced me, Kev, to know my craft. It's, uh, oh, uh, it's, speaking it's of, amazing. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. I'm just saying, it's just, it's just amazing connection. Yeah, um, speaking of that, I love you to death, Mom, but mm, mm, I'm, I'm going to hit you on the inbox. But, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's just, like I said, like, and that's one thing that I know, like, I know that, honestly, if I have something that I'm not sure of, one of the main people I go to is Kimbala. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's my first She's going to keep it real. If I have an idea where I try to storytell, if I'm storytelling, boom, I'm going to hit Tanya. Two speaks, Tanya, both of y'all. <laughs> I, I can talk to Tanya because she's a storyteller. She told us that she's, she's a storyteller. True speaks is a little too blunt for me. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, but then if it's something historical or if I got something that I really feel like I need to say, I'm going to hit Kevin. I'm going to hit KB. I'm going to hit, you know, Kimbrella. And then I'm going to hit, you know what I mean? Y'all, I have, I have like four or three set people that I talk to. You know what I mean? That I trust with my work. Of course, little sis, um, Demetria from Team Hungry. That's my sis, you know what I mean? So I hit her up, too, because she's always going to keep it real with me. So I can honestly say I don't have yes men in my circle. Y'all not going to tell me my shit is hot when it's not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Y'all going to keep it real. Y'all going to keep it 100. 
And I know if I have anything historical that I need to ask, I can go to one of y'all or, you know, Kev, I can be like, you know, I can probably ask him, you know, where I can find this. And I know, sure enough, if he don't know, he's going to learn just so he can tell me and learn something in the process. You know what I'm saying? He's going to look it up. And I've, and I've seen I've seen him do that, and I've actually had him tell me do that, and then I've, I've witnessed him do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's actually asked me a question to where I had to go back and make sure I was telling the right thing, so I had to reread what he asked me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it's all about that's accuracy. Thing. That's my huge thing. It's about accuracy. Don't lead the people astray. Like, uh, it's cool to be entertaining, but if your facts ain't straight, you feel me? Then what are you actually teaching? You know, you're not really teaching anything. That just shows that you didn't. To a knowledge of person or to the other, to the people that we don't even like, you call them oppressors or whatever, they're looking at you and laughing. You don't want to be the laughing stock because they know more about what you're talking about than what you do. So it's, it was, not, it's, yeah, it's, not, it's not embarrassing to say you don't know something. If you don't know something, go get the knowledge. It's, 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 we're living in an age right now of free knowledge. There's libraries on every corner. The, in, the Internet is right there. It's like it's no reason why, you know, because I talk to my brother, you know, he's a bishop, and he's getting ready to be consecrated as a bishop, and I tell him, like, sometimes I, I feel like I feel like Jesus, like, right there at the, at the, at the uh, when he gets to the temple, and then you see people out there selling, and he kicked the tables over. That's how I feel like when I go to a lot of these shows. I feel like kicking the table over. Like, what are mm-hmm. y'all doing? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at the same time, too, you got to, what, what keeps me in mind, my pops, my pops told me when I was younger, you know, people don't go to hear poetry to be entertained. You know what I mean? A true poet lover or a true lover of words or a true lover of expression of any lyrics actually wants to hear something. They want to learn something. They want to take something from it that they didn't have before. You know what I mean? And every time I write, if I only have five seconds within this conversation, if I could say take five seconds and tell you or help you grow, what would I tell you? You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, you have to realize that with with any type of knowledge, you have people that are going to listen to you and not actually do the research. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you don't. That's one reason why I never. If I'm not sure of something, even if I it's a if it's a word I use a thousand times, if I'm not sure if I'm using the word correctly, I will damn sure look up the dictionary or try to find a synonym. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm learning and I'm relearning in the process. You know what I'm saying? And any true, any true teacher is a student of life. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a, that's what one thing I always try to keep in my mind. Like, you can't be a master if you're not going to be a teacher and a student. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing you can't do. And that's why I never, I don't knock anybody that wants to be a king of poetry or whatever, but sometimes I feel like once they get that status or somebody claims them that, they get comfortable with what they're doing and they stop trying to learn. You know what I mean? And that's one reason why I respect the people of Kingdom Eat that call themselves kings and queens because they are true students of their craft. I consider them true students of their craft. You know what I'm saying? And we are royalty in our own right, yes. I don't wear my crown, but you just know I ain't nothing to fuck with. with royal, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got a staff. I ain't got my crown. I got a staff, and I will whoop your ass with it. Don't do it to yourself. But um, that's just what it is. So 
But I mean, like, like I said, it all comes with time and what your purpose is, what you feel your purpose is. Everybody doesn't feel their purpose of writing is the same. Some people just want to do it to entertain. Some people want it for money. Some do it to literally stay alive, and some poetry literally saves some people's lives. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. everybody's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, um, I don't know if uh, FYA wants to get in, do a piece right now. We we can get into some 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 more poetry. Uh, we can just continue to talk or or, or whatever. I know um, Tanya, you a busy person, so I don't, we don't want to hold you up if you if you got to go somewhere or. You know, we can just get into the thing. We can keep talking. I'm having a blast, so we'll talk. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to do, do it during, uh, since I already did the Are You, Did You Hear Me piece. Fuck it, I'm going to do it again. I don't even care, whatever. Let us know you know what? No, I ain't even going to do that. I'm going to do it I can hear it again because it was the first time me hearing it. So I can hear it again. It, it doesn't matter to me. No, I, that. I'm gonna do it I, I feel like doing it. All right, here we go. Do you hear me? Kind of response to about are you listening? Anyway. Mm-hmm. If it's go hard or go home, consider me a castaway. Learning to survive within the nature of myself. Thoughts and spirit isolate from the world around me. I swear poetry is my enemy. The only one that's listening to me doesn't think I'm crazy as I go creatively insane. I ain't got no time to be cute. I got something to say. Looking like a caveman. Read the expressions on my wall like a tile as these walls are in line and embedded with my stories. I walk the universe while getting to know its creator and mine. See, I tried to make my own path and God wasn't having it. Now I'm trying to focus on his covenant, learn and remind him of his promises. I cross my soul after my mind, crossing my heart, then my right. Hope and prayers reach long distance, Hail Mary. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray that I'm living a dream and not sleepwalking. Father, do you hear me? See, I was raised in a household where they said, Allah Akbar, taught that washing your hands and clean yourself before you enter the presence of God. They say my body is his temple, so I cleanse myself through repentance, fasting and meditation before I seek the inner God in me, the greater is he, as I ignore the claims of those who claim to be Messiah by these homo sapiens. Unless you travel on Agua, don't even bother because I'm an atheist. You have no hell of having to place me in. Society got you gassed up, and I'm trying to live and learn the blueprints of God's foundation that he has for me. Take these lessons and reach out whether I know you or not for those who feel lost. I'm trying to set these paths for strangers, loved ones, my dogs, and these kiddies having homeward bound. Remind you, it's okay, baby, if you feel like the odd one out. How else do you expect to be number one? Show them how it's done, give it to God. As I get closer to my genesis, I unplug from the world trying to X the box that people place me in, trying to be my controller. And if you feel like you're locked down in your emotions or you're locked down, hold your head, feeling like you're in Oz, because even in that land, they've found so many of these players. The line got coverage. 
The scarecrow found his brain to hold eventually wisdom. I encourage you, and I encourage these women to find more interest in the, in the beauty instead of the opinions of people's attractions towards social media. Try to convince women. Try to convince women that men travel by pedal too, and not all hold the stereotypes of canines. Tell kids never to let them limit their visions or dim their colors. That you live no less or you are worth no less by the color of your work color. Remind myself and others that there's a difference between high maintenance and low tolerance for bullshit to be humble. And like the big homie says, knowledge up. So I'm copping books and anything I can get my hands on because these cops and the government are slaying innocent, placing responsibility on ignorance. They can't say that if we have the right knowledge and right actions to back it up. So I ask, are you listening? If you can't hear this, I'm going to make sure you can read it so you feel it. But again, I ask, is poetry the only one listening to me? Because if they say go hard or go home, guess me. Guess I'm a castaway. No time to be cute. I got something to say. But again, do you hear me? Or is poetry the only one listening? That's that piece. Mm. I, I love that last line. I just love that. It's poetry the only one that's listening. That's hot. Thank you. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it too because we we become one with the craft. At a certain point, you become one with the craft. So if you at that point or you on that level, you are poetry. You feel me? That's why right. that, that that piece is that line is phenomenal. Like if you're thinking about it like that, then you know the real, the true, that's the true poets out there are the only ones that listen. Like real right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know if that's where you was going, but that's what that's what I get from it. Like I'm, and I mean, and you know, and you know what though, like that's that's kind of. That's kind of what it is, and like, um, basically, I'm gonna tell you where the influence came from. Like, two of my favorite artists are Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar, and uh, J Cole. And there was a picture on Facebook that says, "When J Cole and Kendrick Lamar start looking homeless, then you know their album's gonna be on fire." You know what I mean? That's, their album gonna be great. And it's funny because. I remember listening to a Kendrick Lamar thing, and he was like, you got your beat. He was like, man, I ain't got time to be cute. Like, he and I ain't got time to be cute. You know what I mean? He was working on his album, which he was actually working on How to uh, how to, to Pimp a Butterfly, actually, which is a dope album to me. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, in Are You Listening, Tanya said something like, I have something to say. You know what I mean? I just, I have something. You know what I mean? I want to spit something. So I took that attitude, and then I have uh, Fuck Your Judgment, where it says, Fuck Your Judgment, I'm just going to spit. So that came back to, you know, and then on top of that, like, I feel like, you know, a lot of times I find peace through meditation. And when I find peace through meditation, I isolate myself from the world because I feel like the world doesn't understand me at times. So I express myself through poetry. And whoever listens, listens, you know what I'm saying? But I'm actually challenging you and I'm lifting my voice to say, I'm not ready to, I'm not going home. I'm going to say what I got to say. So 
you can either listen or if not poetry got me and whoever listens to poetry, you know, listen, you know what I mean? So do you hear me? Are you just bullshit and act like you hear me and give me some bullshit like, oh, that was dope, that was great. No, my shit sucks. I can't stand what motherfuckers do that. I'm getting in my phone now. <laughs> they give yeah. me that routine. Oh my gosh, that was so dope, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good job. Yeah. That's why I had a huge problem with that coming in. Because I was like, I was just getting in. I was like, please tell me what's wrong so I could fix it. And I kept getting yes. But that was a huge, one of the huge things with the ego, like, okay, y'all just going to give me the same cookie-cutter answer every time I spit. I might as well spit and hang up, right, when y'all say, wow, I can just hang up. Because everybody says that. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, y'all know because y'all heard, all heard it, like, wow. But I mean, like, you know what, it's, it's funny, though, because... It was, it's funny because it's, it's changed so much because I remember when I first came out, like, I got, like, silence. Like, it was like nobody knew how to tell me. <laughs> nobody knew how to take me. Like, because I was just so diverse. Like, you never knew what you were going to get. But the more people started realizing I had a purpose to what I was saying, they started listening. And that's when I got feedback. But then you still had those people that kind of do radio shows for the numbers that, you know, claim to be kings and queens, which was one of the reasons <laughs> why I don't like these titles. But um, I'm going to leave it at that. That's going to be a disclaimer. But um, oh, that's going to be one, that's one of the reasons why, I like, you know, whatever. And then I hear people who claim they want to help people, but they actually give people crutches. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, mm. you don't, you don't want to, Definitely, you don't want to put anybody down for their craft, but don't compliment them on the thing that they need to work on and make it seem mm-hmm. like it's dope as hell when it's not. You know what I'm saying? There's always a nice way of some. There's always a way of saying something to where you can kind of get your point across without fully damaging somebody, depending on how sensitive they are. But I feel okay. like if you can't take con- constructive criticism and you don't want to grow in your art or better yourself, you're not serious about your craft. You know what I mean? And that's point blank, period. So, for instance, if somebody's delivery is choppy and shaky, don't compliment them on their delivery and make it seem dope as hell. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then, you know... For, and then the prime example, there was another there was another incident, and it, it irritated me. Like, I usually don't say anything, but it irritated the crap out of me to where I had to say something. And it's funny because you can tell he's a newcomer, but because nobody else would do some dumb shit like this. So I try to give him knowledge, you know, whatever, you know, as an OG. And he got defensive, and then people started defending him. But the more I started talking... You know, he thought he was invincible. The more I started talking, people were like, okay, well, he's right, too. You know, well, he's more right than you are. And then he was like, well, I just started. I was like, yeah. And what's bad is people are actually encouraging you to do this nonsense and making it seem like it's okay. When you're just coming in the game and when you just come in the game, you can only go by what you see. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
because you don't know your craft well enough to try to do your own thing, or you might not have the confidence enough to do your own thing. But the problem is, is when you build your brand and then you still follow trends and expect mm. to be different from everybody else. You know what I mean? It's harder to stand out if, you, if you're trending. It's harder to truly stand out if you're trending. You know what I'm saying? Because you blend it with everybody else. So what makes you different from everybody else? And there's a, there's a, I don't know if he's white. I don't know if he's albino. I think he's albino. He's an albino Muslim. He's dope as shit, though. His name is Brother Ali. And um, he says he says something like, I can't make you know your worth. You can't get a reward without getting off your ass first. It's not going to move itself. Mm. He said if you're not trying to prove your worth, stop sucking air out the universe. Mm. And that's some, I was like, that's some shit I would write that, you know, <laughs> I'll fuck with him all day. But he also has a junk called Rogers Block. And he says, some, hold on, I'm, trying to, I'm gonna paraphrase the hell out of this shit though. But if you can find it, Brother Ali Rogers Block, the beat is dope as hell. It has a real classic beat, but um, it says, sometimes I don't write a lot. Some people call it Rodgers Block. I just call it part of my process. It comes out when I'm ready to, I guess. I don't want to let the people down. Here's some new shit. Tell me how it sounds. I'm not claiming to be difficult or no shit. You know what I mean? But it hurts to force it. So it's just like you have artists out there that actually talk about stuff. You got to know who to listen for, what to listen for, and you do that as you develop. You know what I'm saying? You start listening for different things that you're developing your craft. Because I know when I first developed in my craft, I had a phase of just wanting to do wordplay. Wordplay, 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 wordplay. And then I realized wordplay, wordplay, wordplay is meaningless, meaningless, meaningless if you ain't got no damn substance. You know what I'm saying? So what? same thing with Kev, like, if Kev, Kev can drop dates, he could tell me Nefertiti was born in 1986. <laughs> but if he don't put, well, damn, she'd be younger. Okay, she'd be about my age, a little bit older, about a year older than me. Um, <laughs> but you can tell me a date, but if he don't give me substance or make me pay attention to it, I ain't going to draw nothing from it. Because I'm just getting a whole bunch of dates. I feel like I'm in school. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I like to learn and everything, but damn, like, make it interesting. But Kev has a way of drawing your attention with his cadence. You know what I'm saying? He has a way of dropping dates. He has a way of bridging the gap and putting that hunger, that passion, and making, putting substance behind it to where not only am I learning dates, but I'm learning who was involved with those dates, how they actually come together, and he'll find a way to tie that shit into now. Like, he did some shit about Louis belts, and I learned that, which is true, it's common sense. Jordan never wore Jordans. He was wearing some shit that everybody else was wearing, and then put his name on the shoe, and now he's making millions of dollars and making people spend their money. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? You don't, think about, you don't think about shit like that. But the way Kev put it out there, which was a freestyle, which was dope, and I'm proud of the bro for doing that. And he basically, he dropped, he put his normal self, he got comfortable and put his normal self in his freestyle. 
know what I'm saying, to where he let loose mm-hmm. and he went back to dropping knowledge. But he laughed about it. Like, y'all motherfuckers just don't know. Knowledge up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's, if you hear Kev on a regular basis, that's all Kev does is drop knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I've actually met this dude in person. And we went from talking about poetry to dropping knowledge, and then we went back to talking about poetry, and then he went back to, I don't care what you can talk about anything, and he'll find some way to drop knowledge. I motherfucking read about a little bit of everything, so ain't no subject he can't drop knowledge on. If it ain't, if there is, he's going to learn about it so he can. But Well, I'm yeah. boring. I'm boring. Like, you know, like what y'all hear is, like, not a facade, it's just, the product of where I grew up, like you know, the, the and that's and that's why I'm basically trying to yeah. say, like, you're not yeah. you don't you don't just do that shit to try and impress them, like to impress people. That's like your everyday life. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a so. huge reference. I'm reference. Like people will go get a book out the library, something maybe fiction. I might hit the reference. Like who knows? Who knows the uh, the Farmer's Almanac was written by Benjamin Franklin? Who knows that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Or the slave, like, this is more common knowledge. Well, when I started, when I first started, it was somebody had put, basically they, they dropped Soterra name off to me, but when I started moving backwards from, uh, moving forward from Soterra and moving backwards all through it, then I started learning about the, uh, the the slave ship from the east, from the Ivory Coast. And then it coincides where I got the farmer's oven that can coincide with the, uh, with the, torn, with the, with the hurricane alley. It was like mm. it follows the same path to the United States from the Ivory Coast. I was like, "Whoa, you don't get out of here with that." <laughs> you feel me? Because <laughs> they were talking about the spirit. That's the spirit of the ancestors, like the one mm-hmm. that I saw. And I was like, I had to find out. I was like, let me correlate. It was a lot of reading in order to correlate that or, or make it make sense. But I had to. I was backed up with a whole bunch of references, and that's how I came up with some of the uh, some of the. Um, the knowledge that's in uh, supreme science with the palpable dumb diversions, like because I'm originally because we all originally uh, attribute uh, slavery to Europeans, mm-hmm. but that's not where it came from. It came from the Portuguese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, like if we really knew, would we really be mad at the people that we mad at? Are we mad because they went ahead? We mad at them because they went ahead and and and. and further pressed on an urban legend and a myth in order to solidify their place in society. That's what mm. they did. That's what they did. It was all about if the road, the shoes was reversed, and not a, it's not a person walking the earth today. The shoes was reversed, and slavery was pushed to you. And looking at the economic gain that the, that the Europeans got from it, I would have did it. There was nothing wrong with it. At that time, looking at it, there was nothing wrong with it. It was all economic. They just looked at it as a commodity. They looked at us as a commodity, and they made their money off the commodity. Yeah, it was jacked up, but if the shoes was on the other foot, you have to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself if the shoe was on the other foot. Knowing how I love money right now, would I do it? Mm. Right, and I mean, I read um, speaking back on the uh, the bread and roses, you know, about the women's rights. Like, um, two things that stuck with me is like um, 
there was one there was a something on Facebook that was uh there was a white woman with a holding up a fist salute and there was a black woman holding up a fist salute. You know what I'm saying? And it was saying that white women were oppressed by their men by men, like, you know, their men. And it's just like and then they said something like Black women weren't oppressed. You know what I'm saying? That was just uh, a figment. They weren't oppressed by black men. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy because one woman had to fight harder to vote, and then if they were black, it was even harder. But at the same time, it's just like women, the Caucasians actually got their right to vote, then they lost their right to vote, and then they had to fight to get the right to vote again. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it's all on how you look at history. Like you said, it was like you were saying, it's all on how you look at history. Because, but you can't deny the facts of what's true and what's not once you learn. It's how you look right. at history after you learn what you learn. And then I read something to where it says learning something without judging. Is a true sign of intelligence because you have a form of understanding to where mm-hmm. you accept the truth. You might not agree with it, but you accept the truth. You know what I mean? And something as simple, and I remember reading in, um, there were the concentration camps, and I, I read in a spiritual book or whatever, to where, like, women basically would ask for lipstick to make them feel like they were human still because they dehumanize the women so much or they dehumanize the Jewish people so much. You know what I'm saying? There's something as simple as bread and roses or lipstick made people feel like they were human. You know what I'm saying? Or they felt like they had something to fight for. So, like I said, it's, once you obtain the knowledge, it's what you do with it that makes a difference. You know what I mean? So you can have knowledge all day, but if you don't use it, what you use, what are you learning for? Like, what are you truly doing with yourself? Yeah, it, it's like really, you're spitting, you're hitting the nail right on the head because there's a lot of people that knowledge and they subjectively inhale the knowledge, and then when they spit it back out, it's with an agenda, and that agenda is hurt. They hurt at something, whether it be religion whether it be their social economic position, they're hurt. So they feel that they somebody owes them something so they gotta hurt back again. So they're teaching you something or they even the new piece that I wrote went on Melissa's uh, uh feature the other night, uh, where I was in K I wrote that. It is like basically, you know, you're a single woman and you know, you fell victim to Basically, the, the piece, well, I don't remember, but basically the, the topic of the piece, what I was vibing on, what I was thinking about is like, you know, when, like, I do feel bad for you because you're, you're a single parent. You had a baby young. But what gives you the right, as soon as the baby turns 16, to turn your back on the baby because he can now watch himself and now you go relive your youth. So what mm. jewels are you giving? There's no jewels being given. The only jewels that this kid is picking up is from the streets. And the streets teach you nothing meaningful. They teach you everything wrong. And now when he comes back into the house, you're going to the club. When you come mm-hmm. back from the club, he's going to school. So there's no jewels being handed off. And then when he do talk to you, you're talking to him about getting over on the government, getting busts and licks, you got this for free, you did that. Like, there's no jewels being passed. He don't know where he came from. 
So he don't know that what he's doing out there in the street is actually contradictory to the to to the to the to the wishes and to the to to why that his ancestors put their necks on the line for him to have an a a a idea of what freedom is because you're free to do a lot of stuff now that we that our ancestors are the people that was before us never had. Mm-hmm. And if you see that, if you see that, like we ain't we haven't lived in a society where the drinking fountains and the water, I mean, in the, in the bathrooms and the, and the, and the, and the diners was all segregated. We didn't live that. We didn't have to live that. And I was blessed. Like I lost my mother when I was uh, young, so I grew up with my grandmother. But she tells us about that stuff, so I can I feel it. You feel me? I feel it. Right. So I know I have a sense, I mean, of, my, like, I have a sense of my freedom. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing. I remember hearing things simple like I'm even. Uh, I think it, I wrote in a poem called "Never Thought We'd Be More." You know what I mean? And it's just like, um, like I said, "more" is a term that they use for dark, like Arabs. You know what I mean? And then they kind of classified everybody of dark skin as a more. You know what I'm saying? And I remember reading how they how they would separate water fountains, how they would have black people have to sit in a balcony, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Things like that, or they had sides that they couldn't go into or things like that. So what I did was I kind of put that in a positive aspect to where they called us coons, but they didn't think we would survive with their scraps. They didn't think we'd learn to survive mm. on scraps. You know what I'm saying? Or... You know, they put us at the top of the balcony, but they didn't think we'd be on top of the movie game as well. You know what I'm saying? Or they called us spades and think we'd be on the top of the deck or on top of our game. So it's just like they put us down so much when they called us more, they didn't think we'd be more than what they subjected us to be. You know what I'm saying? So that comes from reading. That comes from taking what I learned and putting it in my own form of education or my own form of expression. So my knowledge might be the same as Kevin's, but he expresses his knowledge a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? His purpose is different from mine. Mm. You know what I mean? To where Kev has a philosophy to where if he doesn't give you dates, it doesn't mean as much. So he makes sure he learns the dates to where I'll give you knowledge, but I'll give you enough knowledge to where you research it. But everyone give you the date, the page, what book, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I might need to get better on that, but that just might not be my style. You know what I'm saying? So I'll give you enough to where you might go research a name and then, bam. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got it. I didn't get it like that. Like, people think, they say, oh, you know, you're giving it the same way you got it. I didn't get it like that. I got it. Right. Uh, a name. A name. And then it was on me. That's exactly how he told me. He said, I spent hours. I spent hours, countless hours, days. If I sat out and tried to calculate all the hours I spent on this, it would turn into years. He said, I spent that long researching. I'm not going to rob you of that experience. That's exactly how he told me. I'm not going to rob you of that. So, I'm going to give you one name, and then you go from there. And it's on you to get the knowledge. And that's how I was. I didn't get it like, like, I didn't get it directly to the to the T like I'm giving it out. So I'm not going to harp you. I'm not going to get, like I was saying on HDR, I'm not going to harp you 
like, oh, you, did you look this up? Did you look that up? Did you look that up? It's on you. I gave it to you. Mm-hmm. It's on you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's on you. To, it's on you to get it. it. It's free out here. It's free. You talk. You can't say nobody ever said it because Ken told you. Right. <laughs> really, it's really, it's really. Some stuff doesn't even have to be. Some stuff doesn't even have to be told to. Some stuff you can learn just by being, just by having a good circle like right. That's right here. Like Kanye mm-hmm. might not say a lot. You might not say a lot, but if you read your books, you give a lot about the human experience in your books. Mm-hmm. He does. Thank you. And I mean, like, like I said, like, I'm, I'll, I, I can tell you one thing though, like, just from talking with her about her art, I can tell the knowledge that she has. Like, her vision is so vivid, and she's serious about it. Like, I've heard her say so many times that. I'm not ready to put this piece out yet because I don't feel it. You know what I mean? She's not just going to put out anything. You know what I'm saying? And I respect her for that. And then when she does pick something out, she's like, okay, I got something. I want you to hear it. And then if I'm like, okay, slow down your cadence. Or if I say, hey, speed up your cadence. Or fill out your cadence. Or if I, if you move this part here, she'll do what I say or she'll take my suggestion, but she'll do it how she feels she needs to do it. Now, if I say put the middle section at the top, if she's not feeling that, she ain't going to do it. But <laughs> she'll try it to see how it fits, but she'll put her own twist to it. You know what I'm saying? So you can never say anything she writes isn't hers or she didn't make it her own, even if it was inspired by somebody. And then she'll give that person credit and not claim it as her own. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, on top of that, like I've heard her tell so many stories, and that's why, to a point, Truth Speaks and Tanya Harris are two different people to me. Like, Truth mm-hmm. Speaks is the conscious, poetic side who tells a story. Tanya Harris is the, the author. Like, she lays down visions and whatever, and you still feel both, but Truth Speaks bridges the gap between the storyteller and the poet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I can talk to her, and I don't even, like, I can hold a regular conversation with Tanya, uh, True Speaks, whoever she decides to be at that time, and I can pull something from her that might inspire me to do a poem. Or we can be in mid-conversation talking about a picture or talking about music or talking about anything in you know, I used to click with her because I was like, I'm just your muse. That's the only reason why you call me. You call me for ideas and then you hang up. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we we vibe on a level to where we can hold conversations and pull from each other. Same thing with Kimbrella. Like, I've actually talked to Kev, you know what I mean, and just went back and forth and asked him how his day was or whatever. And he's talking about reading or he's talking about going to class or he's talking about, you know, bettering himself, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's just what it is. Like, y'all, like I said, y'all keep me along my game so I can't get comfortable, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if I was in competition with y'all, I I would never get no damn rest because y'all are <laughs> busy at motherfuckers in the same, for real. So, and I can say that about all my people. Like, we still on the grind. 
Oh. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel you on that inspiration, too, because just talking to you guys tonight, you gave me two titles already <laughs> uh, for um, two pieces that I got to get on. I know that one when Kev was talking about um, the single mom and the 16-year-old child, it popped, the title that popped in my head is Where Are You? So I got to get to work on that. And, See, that's, that's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm still that that concept with the 16 year old and the mother that's oh, trying to get back in the club, trying to reclaim her youth. Yeah, that's that's crying out for a kid looking for their mom, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like, mama, where are you? So I got to get on that. And that would that would be like one of those things to where Kev came up with an idea. Kev could probably do it, but. You know, not not knocking Kev's storytelling, but mm-hmm. Kev's storytelling is his forte, isn't really his forte. You know what I'm saying? To where mm-hmm. he doesn't have Kanye doesn't have to dig as deep to do that. Not saying that Kev can't do it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But Kev might feel like she might do more justice than that, or he might not even thought of writing a story about that. You know what I'm saying? Or a poem mm-hmm. about that. But the fact that he threw that idea out there. You know what I mean? It's out there for a taking. And that's what poets do. If you inspire somebody as an artist, then you're doing your job. If you can speak for somebody as an artist and help somebody mm-hmm. grow, you're doing your job. If you're expressing yourself in the truest form as an artist, you're doing your job. So you got to have fun, too. You can't always be serious. Right. You get boring and after I guess, a while. And I guess I should have asked Kev if he was going to do that before I, <laughs> before I decided I was going to do it. But see what happened. What what happened was is you you just heard my voice, so you felt like we was holding a regular conversation, <laughs> like we usually do. You just like grabbing shit and running with it. So, stealing stuff. That's all. Nah, yeah, nah, that was my fault. It's all her extra voices. That was me. Okay. Um, oh yeah, we we heard extra voices. We heard canines. You know, <laughs> life still going on over here. Trains, planes, and automobiles. I see that. I see that. Because what y'all like three hours behind? Two, yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little, it's a little, it's a little young for y'all over here, over there. Yeah. We like, we like yeah. midlife, teenage life over here. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't too yeah. late, like you know. Oh, wow! Well, I didn't know it was so. I ain't know it's so late. Uh, it's already nine. So if y'all gotta go, we can wrap. No, it's, oh, no, I, it's only twelve over. It's, yeah, it's twelve over here. So yeah. Yeah. No, I will. I can just. I just. I can just. Cause we the whole show, y'all been just like really digging me up a little bit, and then I haven't even went for the archives. <laughs> You feel me? So people are going to be listening. They're like, oh, they've been digging them up all night. And he ain't even saying that. So, yeah, so, you know, um, but I'm in this, like, not to give no excuses or nothing, but I'm just in this transition right now where I've been away for so long. It's not really been a long time. It's been, like, the stuff that I was doing and where and what I can script and construct now it's so much better than what I was doing. You feel me? I just need to do a whole, I need to do a whole, I need to come out 30, 40 pieces, like real talk, just to show y'all where I'm at right now. But I'll do some of my, I'll do some of my, uh, my, my old stuff. So, um, 
Uh, let me see what I can dig here out. Uh, but yeah, why you why you doing that? I'm gonna tell you that I went through so many damn transformations. That's why there's a Mr. Lover Lover. That's why there's a <laughs> a token. That's why there's a SYA. That's why there's a SYA the poet. Because I went through pen names trying to find that right one that fits me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And that's just a part of evolving and growth, man. You know what I mean? And I just embodied all of them to where I have a new one called I Am The Box. And that's my Detox Nation tag. And that comes from, I thought out, the part on Detox Nation where it says, I thought outside the box and I became the box. Now I think outside myself. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do some. See if I can do this straight off the dome piece. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try Demi God. I ain't did this in a long time, so I'm trying mm. to do this off the dome piece. That's my right. shit, too, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna act like I don't know when you fucked up, though. <laughs> <laughs> I might not, I might not, but I ain't gonna manifest that. I will. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hammer this out on a, on a, on a master take, on a golden take. That's one, once, one time straight all the way through. Just like JC, Jay Z say, put fifty grand. I get this on one take. All right. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck you get that money from, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rich in my mind, not in my pocket. You feel me? Hey, hey. Um. hey. You know, we start with artists. Food for thought is what we digest. We get it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, demigod, a mythological being who is part mortal and part God, a lesser deity, a person with outstanding a God-like attributes. Demigod. From the depths of my footsteps, papyrus grows where I stand. I am God-like. But cursed by the lust of the flesh, I am man. I've been gifted. Call from the dead on a divine mission to unite my people through my consciousness. I am the glee, but possessed. I speak the gospel through scriptures. A polymath. My words remain plain, unscripted, and decrypted. This is knowledge made simple for my people, not in parables that mean to deceive you, Hotep. Step to me, roll, and get your facts checked. Behind my eyes and between my ears, I know who I am. But I don't need to reveal myself just yet. First, let me put you on. Game about this religious rules Lord Leopold used to make you a faith-based, poverty-loving fool. In 1883, he sent a letter to his missionaries in the Congo, instructing them to emphasize scriptures in the Bible that glorified poverty in order to separate our forefathers from the riches hidden below the surface, diamonds and gold. You got it, bro. Nah, 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 nah. I'm going. I'm going to another one. I ain't even going. I ain't even going. I'm going to another one. Mm-hmm. We the people, the victims of the new Babylon caste system, involuntarily forced into the degradation of financial segregation. We help build the wealth for the privileged one percent of the, of an ungrateful nation. And as we break our backs every day for menial pay, the plutocrats sit up on Capitol Hill, protecting their forty percent. Hemorrhaging government funds to the 1%, but biasly refusing to raise the benefit, by thumbing their noses at the working class, but biasly refusing to raise the minimum wage. But wait, they say if we don't like who represents us, say we need to vote for change. 
But what happened the last time we came out and forced to oppose our votes against Bush? They disenfranchised our votes for the breaking the back for the working class. But it's time we forced it. We put, but it's time we took the slack out. Come together and end the financial apartheid they've imposed on our time by using Nelson Mandela and South Africa as a model. They broke the backs of the whole oppressive, murderous regime. So let's stand up because the monkey of oligarchy cannot ride your backs unless it's played by oppressive slack. So stand up and fight back by doing what they think you can. Stand shoulder to shoulder with your brothers and sisters, no matter their race, religion, or color. And scream from the waters of the Pacific Ocean to the steps of Capitol Hill until your eyeballs pop out of socket. That people are way more important than profit. I fought with both of them, though, but, you know, Jimmy got his machete. Yeah, I <laughs> messed up on that. It's a line but in there. I'm, I'm, not, I'm missing it's a line in there that I, I had a brain fart on that I couldn't get, and that was about uh, turn, making them forget they were teachers of the parents' generation. See, I still can't remember it. I, I had a brain fart on there. And then me skipping that line and going forward was not going to work because I tried to skip that line and go forward. It wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, like, and I I can understand that because there's, there's certain poems that I know I have that have a certain cadence. So once I lose that cadence, I lose my rhythm, I lose my thought. And then mm-hmm. there's certain parts where I remember, when I memorize pieces, I remember certain lines which helped me move forward to where I know that's my, my that's my go-to point if I forget. You know what I'm saying? But at the that, same time, that piece, so, I, it's can't, like I can't skip. That's not about it's, to say there's, there's, certain, there's certain lines. Yeah. yeah. That, you have to, that, that piece is infused with so much knowledge. Any guy has so much knowledge in every line that you can't. Yeah. I if you can't skip, skip one that. thing, it kind of it takes away from the, the line that comes before it, yeah. Well, I was telling that damn guy, for real. I was still yeah, that first God is on the jump. Like, uh, um, I'm in that is mythology too. That was not I, even wrote. I did not even write demigod for anybody to like it. I didn't think nobody was gonna like it. So I, I came up with other things, you know, more commercial things, and mm-hmm. they gravitated more. People gravitated more to demigod than they did the other one. So, Bob, it's not a signature piece of mine, but it's a piece that people like. Cause I, mm-hmm. I really like that's what it is one, pretty much. One piece, one piece that I like that I never do is Dirty Diana. I never do that mm-hmm. piece, but that's one of my favorite pieces. And the problem is, it really doesn't have the same impact as it does with the beat. And then that, that's when mm-hmm. I want to, I want to, I want to get with oxygen on. That one needs to be, it has needs to be something. But anyway, I love Dirty Diana, but I never do it. But everybody, like, they ask me for demigod, and, I, and it's a shame that I don't know it like that because I never intended for that piece to be that piece. Mm-hmm. Right, and I mean, like, um, that's the same way, like, everybody has, like, that one piece chosen by the people, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, when I wrote Talk Mary to me, I didn't think it was going to be, I just did this shit out of the fun. You know what I'm saying? That's something that I was playing with. And I have a, uh, another signature called uh, Back in the Days, which is mm-hmm. a beatbox game. You know what I mean? That became one of my signatures as well. So, but Back in the Days is one of my favorite ones because that's like something. But that goes back to you just writing something. You writing something not to impress somebody, 
but to express how you feel at that time. And those are the things that people, that is what people connect to because one of my things is if you can't feel it as an artist, people ain't really going to feel it. The more you feel it, the more other people are going to feel it. But at the same time, just because you don't feel it or you somewhat feel it doesn't mean your audience can't connect with it. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know who you're speaking to. And then I think we had that conversation when you were talking about writing, you know, about drugs or pills or whatever, and you said you didn't have no presence behind your pen. Like, what I was telling you, it's it's all in the perception of the artist or the perception of the audience to where somebody might have that same way to where they don't want to put it down or they can't put it down, and you're reminding them why they can't put it down. You know what I'm saying? So, but at the same time, it might have that negative effect that you fear and you're kind of telling them why they shouldn't put it down. You know what I'm saying? But once you, if you can look at your artwork like that and say, what am I really saying? That does show your growth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a purpose, man. But you yeah. always have a purpose and there's one thing I can honestly say about you. So, I wouldn't even trip on that, but you know, we all start from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I know I got some pieces that I look back on, and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking when I wrote that shit? <laughs> Same here. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's, just, that's a part of growth, though. So, you know what I mean? And I go back and I revamp some piece, those pieces, and some of those pieces are some pieces that people love today. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, one of Debbie Allen's favorite poems is called Stay which she inspired me to turn into an erotica, but what happened was I went through a breakup with one of my exes, and I wrote a chorus to stay, and I made it all lovey-dovey or whatever, and I looked at it, and I was like, this shit is cheesy as hell, and I revamped it, and, you know, made it a little bit better. So, who knows? You can go back and revamp the piece, make it a little bit more positive, tell people to stay off of drugs, say no. <laughs> You know, type shit. That's a jewel, though. That's a jewel that a lot of people don't understand about because they don't really, they don't really understand what it is to be a writer, though. You know, because I've got that, I got that jewel from um, a guy that um, he's a professional poet. What he does is he sells pieces to magazines, and his drive was when he first started. He said, "I want to make ten grand a month." So he got to that point to where he was making ten grand a month, and then he said, "I didn't want to. Now I want to make twenty. But what he was saying was, once you say you're done with a piece, you're never done with a piece because you always evolving as a poet. So mm. you might go back to a piece that was you thought was done. You might go back to it with the knowledge that you you got now, and go back to your early work and redo it, and then resell it. He said, "I do a lot of reselling of my pieces." Like, it doesn't sound the same. It's drastically different. It might be the same, but it's drastically different. So I can resell that piece. He said, a lot, you are never done editing. I don't care how much you love a piece, you're never done editing it because it's always different. Yeah. I can honestly say that because, like, I've – that's one reason why I couldn't read my pieces. That's why I stopped writing my pieces down because I, I would read something, and I was like, okay, I need to move this line. Oh, this should be dope if I add this line. It was, and I would have a whole new piece by the time I finished. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then um, the crazy thing is, like, I never, I, I, I don't even think until this day I've written down talking nerdy to me. That's why it sounds different every time. Because 
somehow I find a new metaphor or I find a new way of expressing something that fits perfectly to where the main lines stick, that pe- the main lines that I know people pay attention to, those don't change. But everything else that revolves around it changes. The, the flow might change. The, you know, the, the, the beat to the beatbox might change. I might not beatbox that day. I might beatbox that day. I don't know how it feels. You know, it, it's how I feel. You know what I mean? Sure. But you always feel that same thing. So where, uh, for instance, cliche, I've actually, um, cliche is like uh, my poem cliche. I don't know if you heard it before or not. But it's it was broken. It was originally, the cliche that's now, it was originally part three, the cliche that I wrote. But I broke that down and split them up to where half a cliche, the original cliche went to talk nerdy to me, and the other half went to cliche and then I went to somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, because I revamped it, but I felt like the part that was in cliche might have felt went better and talked nerdy to me. You know what I'm saying? So, you're right. Like, you always revamp your work. And so, you might go back for something. And that's why I tell people never to throw anything away. No matter how crazy or stupid it sounds, like, always keep it because you might be looking for something to show that one piece that you just can't, you know, you can't figure out. And you might be able to go back in your notebook to something you wrote like a year ago or five months ago and there'll be that one line or that set of line or that beginning to a poem or the end to a poem or even the middle that helps you finish that piece. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and I know as writers, you got knowledge for days, so I know you sitting there studying, taking notes. You know what I'm saying? And you might I, actually, I'm different. I'm different. I go through because I admire a lot of poets because of y'all, y'all technique. Like y'all go through, write a piece, edit it, re-edit that in all in one sitting. And I'm not like that. I go through real quick and I write the piece, and then I and I walk away from it. And then when I sit down to 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 go over my my breath control, my cadence, that's when I edit. And right. then once I get through I mean, it that way, then I'm done. Yeah. And I mean, that's basically what I did too. Like, okay, I I've actually changed the piece like a thousand times. Like the piece that you heard me do, or do you hear me? Until I get comfortable with it, my cadence is going to change, my breath control is going to change, the speed I do it, until I feel like I have that right feel. You know what I mean? Until it feels right to me. You know what I mean? I play with it. Like I always play with my delivery. And that's what I tell people to do. I've told Tanya to do that. Play with your delivery. Make sure, you know, what's your purpose behind what you're saying? What are you trying to pull out of it? And do you feel like people are getting at it? And until you do, play with your delivery. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, and the more you connect with your delivery, the more people, other people connect with it. Because if you sound unsure, they're like, what the hell are you trying to tell me? Like, uh, nice piece. I just don't know what you were trying to do with that. But, you know, <laughs> right. job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's where you do need to have that confidence. So, you know, I do try to make sure my breath control, because breath control is actually positive, because if you're out of breath, then you're, you're, you're either, like, breathing in the middle of the piece and you're taking away from the piece, or you're not pacing it to where your, your lines are connecting well enough to where people get that whole piece. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, oh. I understand what you're saying about I got one piece that I'm out of breath at the end of it, and that's um, <laughs> Boardwalk. Uh, and because it's the cadence is just so impossibly fast. Uh-huh. At the end, it's like it's like two stanzas crammed into one. So I have to take a in the middle of me getting delivering the like the second before last stanza. I have to take a deep breath while speaking. So at the yeah. end, I was just like totally out of breath. But it's the end of the it's and it the piece is just so it has to. I tried to, to cut that stanza down so many times, but it doesn't have the same impact with a pause or natural uh-huh. breath pause, it has to be ran through like that. So at the end, I'm just out of breath. So and that's the only exception to the rule. Yeah. But I mean, and I mean, and I definitely understand because, like, uh, for instance, like, posting my pen with Melissa, I, man, I swear, like, I was, like, I, was, I, was, I felt like I was about to pass out, like, the third time we <laughs> practiced it. Because not only am I doing my cadence is fast, but I'm switching from my breath control to beatboxing and going straight into a rhythmic rhyme. You know what I'm saying? And then beatboxing already automatically takes breath control because I'm doing like four to five things at the same time. I'm keeping tempo. I'm keeping the melody. I'm keeping, you know, and then I'm trying to sync to keep the beat so I don't, you know what I mean, keep the, the steady beat to where if you're vibing, if you're feeling it, then the beat doesn't change on you, you know what I'm saying? And then I have to go and keep the cadence, and that's what I was saying with the cadence of that. If I miss if I miss the rhythm or the rhythm messes up, I can't freestyle that, you know what I'm saying? Because it has a certain cadence and it has a certain feel or a certain rhythm to it to where everything kind of lines up behind each other, you know what I'm saying? And the same thing yeah. with Melissa, so... That's why it was a little bit more rhythmic, whatever. So that made it harder to where with you, you kind of spit it, bam, boom. But, you know, I like to be difficult, and I don't like doing anything easy. So I kind of paid the price, but it was worth it. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? It, is. It, was, it, was a, it was a challenge. So, you know what I mean? That, like I said, breath control, a lot of people don't know that Breath control is important. So the fact that you know breath control is important, I don't know when you figure it out or not, but that means you're mm-hmm. involving your craft. So mm-hmm. you're learning mm-hmm. and improving. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I got. I, I I got onto breath control from KRS One. Right. And if you that's, just know anything about breath control, KRS One, like he's the, that's what he does. That's what makes his pieces. Or his raps is that much more. You know, he can say a lot because he's in command of his breath control. You know, he can he can go he can he can he doesn't have to be on the beat and then jump right back on the beat and he can jump off the beat to, just to make sure he can say something and that's what that's what I try to convey and what I do. I, sometimes I'm not always on the beat. Sometimes I'm off the beat. I make even though poetry you make their own beat. But sometimes I'm on, off of my own beat just to get a point across, but then I jump right back on it. But by the time y'all say, wait, he, that was kind of like I already got, I'm already Pied Pipering you, now you're right back into the piece. Right. And I mean, and that's, and that's what it is to where if you have, like you said, if you have breath control, like what a lot of people, well, me as just me loving music and me dancing or whatever, you have the downbeat, which is a tempo. And what I tell yeah. people is, 
when I play with music, you might hear me do two or three beats, but it's the downbeat that I that stays the same. So, okay. for instance, um, prime example, uh, back in the day, I do Erica Badu. Back in the day, and I mix, I mix it with the I think his name was Assad or something. So here we go. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not again anymore. What's in this? Back in the day when I was young, I'm not anymore. What's in So that is what I keep the beat on. So here we go. <clears throat> Back in the east when things were cool. Back in the day when I was young, I'm not need more of some days. Some days. So that downbeat is what keeps everything the same to where it's the same thing. It stands as your rhythm to where you can switch. As long as you keep that same pace in your cadence, you can go fast, you can go slow, but it has to, like, slide effortless. You know what I mean? You have to have a certain tempo to slide back and forth. You know what I'm saying? To where you can switch tempos. But you have to find that bridge to where you can kind of, that breath control to where you can bridge that gap in between the tempos that you do. Like, say, for instance, um, in detox nation, well, detox, there's a part to where I switch and then I switch back. You know what I mean? Like, um, where it says, random thoughts, I know that you create for this situation. My mind is to be wasting this patient. Trying to find brainstorm, participation, wet under cloud on which I'm laying. It doesn't stop until my mind takes a pause until I detox. So you do that. And then, for instance, there's a part in, what is it? I think it's beautiful, something beneath your beautiful, or perfectly in perfect imperfections, where it says she becomes, she's the perfect woman in disguise. She's beauty in disguise. Exposing the beautiful lives of the beauty that lies in the lives of society's eyes. So that comes with breath control, too. And then I had to practice a whole bunch of tongue twisters to make sure I didn't trip up on that one part right there. So I did a whole bunch of Peter Piper, Peter Pecker Peppers, and I did it to different rhythms. You know what I'm saying? Something that sounds silly, but it actually helps. So I did it fast, and then I did it to, like, uh, with there, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a wood, woodchuck could chuck wood? Switched up the rhythm, did it fast, did it slow. Then I did it like a, you know, like a, a rapper, like I was rapping, like the old school type, you know what I mean? Just playfully. But it's techniques that kind of help me do it. And then as a singer, you have to do weird, retarded things. They make you so stupid when you do them, but they actually help the range, you know what I mean? Or whatever, too. So that goes back to being vulnerable and not worrying about what people think. You know what I mean? 
but you got to be able to look foolish every now and then to grow. And uh, as uh, I'm sure you would know, uh, Plato or Aristotle said, if you don't make a mistake, you never tried anything new. Mm. So, I like yeah. that. Well, it's twelve thirty on y'all end, and I know y'all probably got to be up. So I, I'm not, I'm not trying to hold y'all because you know I'm a night. I'm actually here. thankful because you know Miss uh, Miss Two Speaks usually be on the grind, so she she be down yeah. by now. Yeah, I definitely yeah. appreciate the love though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I ain't trying, I ain't trying to exploit. <laughs> Yeah, um, I want, you know, I had to run through, show a little love. I appreciate you guys keeping me on. Um, but I am going to go ahead and, and, and get out the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we, I, I, yeah, I'm about, I, about to say, we really all about to slide out, I think, yeah. Yeah, I really <laughs> appreciate that 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 you even stayed, because I think you stayed basically like an hour, hour and a half, I believe. And, you know, yeah, you yeah. came to listen to us, you know, talking. And that was, that was cool, because it was basically like we was on a three-way call. That was right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, um until the next time. You Most know. definitely. Definitely. All right. All right. All right, later. Later. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.